The day I decided to stop playing small, sitting on the sidelines and dimming my light, I truly entered a new era in my business. I went from 8 to 10k months that always felt like I had squeezed every last drop of energy from me just to hit that, to attracting 20k months with ease and flow. And it's such a simple shift. It comes down to your positioning, your presence, even your aura when you show up. Welcome to the Impact to Income podcast. I'm your host and guide, India Butler. From struggling teacher to thriving online business mentor, I invite you to pull up a seat at my proverbial table, this podcast, for a collection of stories, strategies, and secrets of all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. Tune in to learn how to market your online business, scale your income with authentic sales strategies, create impactful offers and courses, and become wildly in demand as a creative entrepreneur. Here's how. As a former teacher, I'll be teaching you the insider tips and tricks that help me grow my online business to multiple five-figure months in under a year, and taking you behind the scenes in some exclusive conversations with guest experts who are living out their dreams that they never thought possible. The Impact to Income podcast is your classroom, your lab room, your boardroom, and even your cozy lounge. It's a space for you to expand your knowledge, widen your perspective, and develop your skills. Are you in? Good. Pull up a seat and let's get started. One of the biggest reasons we dim our own light, especially as women, is that we have grown up in a society where we are judged for being too confident, too boastful, too successful, too much. We're judged by both men and women alike, by the way. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to preach about the differences and the issues that we have with misogyny. That is going to be a whole other podcast, probably. But it is a fact that we are judged by both men and women alike for this. This is something that many women globally do experience. And it's just a reality that we have probably shared too often. And it's affected the way we show up in our business now. This is where I have a problem with it, of course. Even the word authority has such negative connotations, especially for women, because none of which tend to be associated with the stereotypical identity of women. Not really. When you think of the word authority, we tend to instantly picture dictators or mean teachers or just a generally cold masculine energy. I really want to shift that perspective to start with. When you hear the word authority, what's the first thing that comes to mind? When you think about sharing your wins and celebrating yourself publicly, how does it make you feel? When you think about showing up as a leader, what do you envision? From experience, particularly working so closely with clients, is that we are often the cause as to why we are showing up small. Here's another question for you. The mentors and the role models that you look up to, yep, the ones that you're scrolling and watching on Instagram, that you're following every single thing they post, that you're looking to and thinking, oh, I wish I could be them. Do you ever catch yourself thinking that they were always like that? That's just who they are? I'll put my hand at first and say that sometimes I thought that their confidence was a personality trait or a gene that they just had, and maybe it just wasn't who I was. When I first started my business, and up until the first month of going properly full-time with it, I was 100% playing small. 
I actively was playing small. I knew I was because I thought that's the way to go about it. I want to be humble. I want people to think that I'm being kind and sincere and friendly. And I don't want them to think that I've got, you know, too big of a head and that I think too much of myself. I was actively thinking those thoughts and I generally thought it was a great strategy. In fact, I only truly made a big step up in the way I was showing up this year, as in 2022, when I look back at my journey. It didn't just happen though. I remember waking up one day and feeling something switch in me as if I was finally saying enough. I remember doing my makeup and even seeing a change in my eyes and my face that morning. And when looking back and I tried to identify what led me to feeling that way and finally taking that step up, I can see that there was a pattern happening of small behaviors and changes that I'd been making that was building me up to it. It really was a long time coming. And I want to share a little bit of that story, that process that I went through that led me to come this year, 2022, in quarter two, having my highest sales month, highest cash months. I'm now starting to see even more consistency at a high level because obviously when you hit a high and like a new record in your sales, one of the first questions you ask is, hopefully this is not just a flick. Let's try and do this again next month. And it is already on track for that. So it is starting to show that this is this new level that I've entered into. And so I really do want to share the kind of process that happened behind the scenes to get to this point, because it is a big question that I'm noticing that I'm being asked more since that. So just goes to show that it is obvious people are picking up on it and that the way you show up, your energy, your positioning do have a huge impact on your success in business. And also in life, let's be honest, how much nicer would it be just to be able to walk down the street with your head just a little bit taller? Before I dive into it, though, I remember in, I think it was February time of 2022, mid-February, reading this quote, and I swear it shook me to my core. I I had to keep going back, rereading it, because I just kept thinking, wow, this, this is what I needed to hear today. And it really felt like it finally tackled one of my limiting beliefs, one of the mindset blocks that I had set for myself. And I bet you you've got it too. Our deepest fear is not that we are weak. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. And this is by Nelson Mandela. So, I can't even tell you how much just reading this quote, listening to it, hearing the words move through my body. It's so exactly the words I need to hear time and time again. So I really recommend if you don't have it, maybe put it up somewhere in your office because it's true. I really want you to ask yourself right now in this moment, are you scared more that you're weak and that you're a failure or really lean into it do you maybe think that some of your fear and some of the reason why you're holding yourself back is because you're a little bit intimidated by your potential you're actually a little bit scared by what could happen for you in your future and it's so far out of what you've known your dreams are so beyond what's normal for you now what you've ever achieved that part of you might be holding yourself down playing small because that's just what you've known it's comfortable it's safe truly ask yourself that Because I bet you one of the biggest reasons why we never leave and move out of our comfort zone and grow is because our potential is what's terrifying us. It's it's so unusual and it's so new to us and it's so foreign that every time we take a step towards it, that resistance that we feel, we misalign it and we think that that resistance is a sign that we're not supposed to do it or that it's a challenge or that it's too difficult. When really, 
I want you to reprogram your mind as every time you feel that resistance, that's a sign that you're on the right track and you're moving towards something that means more to you than you ever knew. If there wasn't resistance, you would be apathetic towards it and that would be a sign that it's not actually meant for you. It's not that important. So that resistance, really reprogram yourself to look for it, to crave that feeling of resistance, to crave discomfort, because those are signs that you are expanding and you are filling your potential. If you're not feeling resistance almost on a weekly, if not daily basis in your business and in your life as well, then that's a sign that you're not growing and that you're not actually fulfilling your potential. And that's what I love is the fact that you have insane potential more potential than you've ever realized and what I love about this business and the reason why I don't think I could ever go back to any form of life I truly think is like we've hacked a version of life that so many people unfortunately aren't open to they aren't seeing because they're living what has been standardized in our culture they're living a nine-to-five kind of life because that just seems to be the way it is we've hacked and tapped into this new channel of life that really opens us up to infinite potential and it opens us up to finding a way that works for us to, to fulfilling that potential because there's no one way. Oh, it just, it lights me up and I want you to be lit up by that as well so that you can stop playing small and truly step into your authority, your inner power and start showing up as the person you're, you know you were meant to be because you know you were meant for more. So let's kind of go through some of the shifts, the behavior changes, even the habits that I was making on my journey, literally out even from day one. And I want to kind of go through it because a lot of it were small shifts. A lot of it was more kind of inner work, I would say. Most of it was inner work, actually. And only very few things were the actual tangible strategy that I was doing on my social media, for example, to help move my sales. So we're going to kind of go through both of those today in this episode. Now, the first thing The first thing I actively did, the first step that I actively did, and I'm trying to remember why I decided to do this, but one day I truly just thought I need to purge the people I follow on social media and I need to be really more conscious about who I'm surrounding myself with. I think it must have been a book that I was reading at the time where it basically said that you are only as, like your potential is only as big as the people you surround yourself with. And so I was realizing, okay, I do have a lot of people on my for you page on my stories who aren't really showing me a version of life that challenges me that scares me that makes me crave it and think wow could this be could this actually be possible so it felt a little bit harsh but it also felt right when I was doing it I went through and I quite literally purged some of the accounts who made me feel like they were a you know, that I was stepping back or they were holding me back a little bit or maybe just slightly dampening the mood. I know it sounds again really harsh, but it really helped when I felt like that was it. I needed to really surround myself with the positivity and the possibility of what was out there for me rather than surrounding myself with people who were constantly showing up with that struggle energy. I just wasn't fulfilling what I needed to see on a daily basis. So don't feel apologetic about surrounding yourself with people who inspire you and who motivate you to be more you. So one of the things I did was I looked for mentors and I looked for for people who were either in a similar line of work, but also for people who were just living a kind of life that I wanted to live, even if they didn't get there by means of, you know, business mentoring or the kind of work that I do, just someone who is living the kind of life that I truly wanted for myself. And I just followed them in social media. I added them to my favorites list. And what I loved about this was I noticed an almost instant shift in my mood every day. 
because I was normalizing what I saw as possible by doing this, because my feed and my social media and my consumption was being more of what I wanted, it was filling up with more of the kind of visual representation of the life that I wanted. And it was being shown as not just a daydream in my head anymore, not just a vision board, but actual reality for other people. It really normalized and it took away some of that resistance to me achieving that success. Because as I said earlier, that resistance is only because it's such a foreign concept. And every time you get closer to it, you feel more resistance because you're stepping further away from what you deem normal, what you deem safe. Whereas if you surround yourself with your big picture goals as much as possible, especially in a realistic way where people are actually living it out, you actually start to normalize and channel and reprogram your brain to see it as safe. And so that way, when you start making moves towards it, you feel less resistance. You're starting to clear the path towards it. And it makes it easier for you to step up and start living in that way so you stop playing small. The next thing I really actively did, thinking about some of the more active changes I'd made, was from a book at the time that I was reading. Again, I can't remember. I often have two or three books at the go, which means I have a lot of a, a cross-reference going on. I really should keep a book journal. But one of the things I remember taking a note of was less apologizing, more doing. And this one hit me, especially as a Brit. I know we get a big stereotypical um, representation of British people as always apologizing, but they're not wrong. I actually did a track on, I think it was over like four or five days. And I was just kind of mentally tracking in my head, how many times do I apologize for things in life? And it was ridiculous how often I was just saying the word sorry for things that even like sorry didn't even belong with. I was so programmed for apologizing for my presence, for for interrupting someone maybe, but maybe it wasn't even an interruption. I was just trying to speak or saying things like I maybe thought maybe people didn't even want to hear in the first place. And I had to stop apologizing and just get straight to the point and just do it. Just assert myself a little bit more in my own life. Now, I don't mean being rude and I don't mean stepping over boundaries where you're you're potentially hurting or upsetting other people. But what I do mean is stop hiding yourself out of fear that it might upset someone, for example, especially if it's in your conversations with people, if it's even actually in your social media, or your presence, if you're you're holding yourself back in terms of showing up because you feel like you might be doing something wrong with it, that also ties into this is just do and think after if that makes sense. Now, this point that I really want to bring on to is I don't know where you fall into your beliefs about manifestation. I truly, as someone who studies a little bit of NLP, my dad is an NLP practitioner, and so I've grown up really surrounded by NLP. And if you don't know what NLP is, it's neuro-linguistic programming, and it's essentially learning how to, to reprogram your mindset, your mind to, to work in better ways, not only for communication, but also for your life in terms of the way you envision things, the way you make connections in your brain. So essentially, it's actually a very similar style of, I guess, science, of manifestation and so one of the things that I loved and that I truly felt like hit home for me because every time I saw someone talking about law of attraction it felt a little bit too desperate it felt mm, I wasn't feeling that I don't want to sit there and just try and attract things for me it felt too much like I don't want to wait around for things I want to just have them I saw someone talking about the law of assumption and when they described it and spoke about it I felt like I was basically already doing that, but I'd never been I'd never been put into words. So I'm going to say something that might sting you, but it's a tough love that I needed to hear. And so I don't want to take the opportunity away from you either. 
when you show up on your stories, your videos, or in your content and social media, and you're operating from a place of lack, it shows more than you realize. It suddenly feels more about you than it does about your audience. To be more specific, when you're showing up from a place of lack when trying to sell, it suddenly changes the energy to be all about, I need this sale. I need to get this sale. And I know you know this. I know you know this. But you're probably thinking, how do I not come from a place of lack when I'm literally lacking money right now? I do need the sale, but it doesn't mean I don't want to help them. But it's because you're coming from a place of, I need to really hustle. I need to kind of grasp and claw to get this sale. And so you're essentially programming your mind to think that I really need to almost beg or I really need to have to convince and persuade people to buy and to work with me. Instead, when you're working from the law of assumption, you already have it. It is already yours. That's the difference. The law of assumption is assuming it's already yours. You already have it. You are just stepping into it. That's what changed the game for me, especially in my mindset, because I was operating, especially at the start, I was operating from a place of lack because it was all about, I need to replace my my salary from school if I want to leave this job. Once I had replaced it, I was like, I need to make sure I've got enough money coming in so that I can cover the mortgage, cover my actual basic life expenses. It always felt like I need this next client. I need this next sale. And that that meant that I was stuck in a place of chasing, which then also meant that when I was showing up, I that energy was very obvious and it was about getting that next client getting that next sale rather than the bigger picture rather than the long game so really and it's such hard work but it just goes to show that you do need to invest in your mindset you do need to spend time working on your your inner work so that you are very very self-assured of the success you're going to have because your success it's out there and you have full control of it. You need to, in fact, take responsibility for it. And if you think that making money, and this is probably, um, it's hard to say it because I know that sometimes you don't have full control of making money, especially for example, if um, like I, my partner says this to me all the time, he's a teacher, he's on a salary. Um, that's why he struggles to believe in the law of attraction sometimes because he feels like he has no control of actually being able to sit there and attract more money because he's on a set salary. But obviously there's so many other ways to make money. But in our industry, we really do have control over our income. We really do have control over it. And the key thing is, if you think making money is hard, then money will feel hard for you. If you think making money is easy, then money will start to feel more easy for you. But again, I don't want this whole podcast to be about that because it's so juicy. But in an essence, I do want you to really start operating from a place of, I already have it. It is mine. And really be conscious of the energy you're putting out when you're on your social media, because it does show. And this kind of ties into, as I was saying, realizing you have full control of your success and take responsibility for it. When I basically realized this, it's hard to say what exactly changed, but it's almost like I realized it first and then the proof came second rather than I needed the proof in order to realize it. So it goes to show that you can't sit and wait for signs in your life that it's it's true, that it's possible. Sometimes you need to take blind faith and believe it before the proof comes. And so for me, it was again, early 2022 that I was feeling like I was making decent money. But as I said earlier, it really always felt like a struggle or it felt like money had to come from hard work. Whereas I listened to a podcast and it was talking about how money and your success and your life 
only happens based on the actions you take. And so every one of your results that you've had, there is a very straight up logical reason as to why you've experienced that result. And so going through them in a bit more detail, if you've not been signing clients, then I want you to look at the actions you've been taking that's been causing that. And it's not because you've, it's either because you've not been doing actions or you have been doing actions, but either way, you have been doing something or not doing something that is causing that, which means you also have the power and the ability to change that action or to take the action that you need to do. I don't know about you, but when someone said that to me, that, that changed the game for me. It made me realize I need to stop waiting around. I need to stop thinking that clients will just come to me. I need to stop thinking that I can keep doing what I'm doing and thinking that it's going to be okay and eventually work out. There is often an argument for sticking it out and being consistent. But when it comes to sales and when it comes to your, your intuition, if it feels hard for you right now, there's a good chance that there's something that you need to do either differently or that's new. So if it's been, and I've got a few clients that I know who I've spoken to recently or I used to work with or just a couple of people where we were speaking about this journey because I've had this conversation about five times in the past couple of weeks where we were speaking about this and one of the things they noticed and that they all actually shared and we've all agreed on was that when they looked at the fact that they'd been a couple of weeks or months even without a sale, they knew that that wasn't right. That wasn't just the way things should be. It's not that it's wrong and that you're doing something terrible, but instead of them sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm going through a terrible time. I'm going to have to wait this out. It will get better. They thought, what can I do differently? What actions can I take? What's not working, not clicking? And how can I make that change sooner? How can I take action now so that I'm not just waiting this out. I'm not just hoping for it to pick up again. Maybe it's just a dry season in business right now for me. And instead they were thinking, what can I do to really shift this for me? And it does come down to putting on your logical brain instead of thinking too much of that free flowing side. So you do need to sometimes tap into that masculine energy and become a bit more of an analyst. Be critical and scrutinize your actions Ask for someone who is doing it, who's doing the work that you want, who's getting the results that you want and ask them for advice. Either if you have a mentor, straight up ask them and say, look, I've done a time track of the actions I've been doing. Can you see, can you help me from the outside perspective, identify if there's anything I've not been doing or if there's anything I have been doing that's, that's maybe causing this. You need to put on that analytical aspect so that you can also step it up and really essentially as I put it in this way stop playing small because when you're playing small you're playing you're waiting you're sitting on the sidelines just waiting for life to happen but when you become an analyst you take charge now this leads into the next thing is knowing what you want and committing to it there's a difference between knowing what you want and then waiting for it but knowing what you want and then committing to it and what I mean by the word commit is having full-hearted determination for that now, for me, I think the big thing that I was doing, and I've said this time and time again, but I really hope this message drives in deep for you, is that I was waiting. I was just thinking that something was going to suddenly change for me. But when I look back retrospectively, I can see it 100% was down to the way I showed up. It was all down to me and there was nothing else true, which I love. I love that fact because it reminds me I have full control. If I need more money, I'll make more money. It's as simple as that. Embrace challenges. Again, going back to what I said earlier about resistance. 
if you're seeing signs of challenge, of obstacles, of resistance as a sign that you need to step back, that this is too difficult, that this shouldn't be this hard or that it shouldn't feel this uncomfortable and you're always stepping back when you experience that, then you're never going to grow. So every time you experience a harder week in terms of you're learning something new or you're trying out a new strategy or you're just trying out anything new at all, that's not what you normally do. Don't feel or don't assume that just because it feels difficult that it's not supposed to be that way initially. Obviously, if it's been months and months and months and it still feels difficult, then that's when you can start to tap into your intuition. But sometimes discomfort, especially at the start, is actually just a sign of growth. Now, I really do want to lean into now the second part really of we've really talked about some of the shifts and changes I'd made to help me stop playing small. I kind of just list them out as a bullet point list because that's what I've got down here. But I really want to kind of bring back to the main part of the story, which is stepping into your authority. The shift that happened for me that really helped me change the way I was operating in my business, change the way I was seeing myself in the mirror and also change the way I was making money. And so for me, I think if I was to put it down to one thing, one keyword, it was the way I was positioning myself on social media, in my own house, walking around, the way I was dressing, the way I was composing myself, everything. It was essentially about the vision and the, the view that I had of myself, the perspective that I had of myself. And when I actually started looking into the mirror and seeing someone who I truly was inspired by, when I, I saw myself and thought, I, I believe in myself. I truly do have confidence in this vision that we're working towards. And I kind of started seeing it as if I was in partnership with myself. It wasn't me against the world. It was me with me. I'm two people within one body. I'm my conscious and my subconscious, and we are in a partnership and we're in this together. And that made me feel, especially someone who has a little bit of that hero complex where I like to save people, I like to help people, because let's be honest, most mentors, most people on social media do have a little bit of that complex. And it's a great complex as long as we're doing it from a place that we want to serve. But when I had that, because I've got that kind of complex, and I felt like I had someone else within me that I was responsible for, that kind of switched something in me, that little bit of that mother hen in me, where it's like, I need to take responsibility for myself. I need to look after myself better. And I need to stop playing the victim. I need to stop playing the victim in my own life. And the minute I shifted that own perspective of myself, when I was showing up on my stories, when I was showing up on social media, when I was showing up live, my voice, my energy, my aura changed because I was speaking with such conviction in what I said that it no longer felt like I was unsure or no longer felt like there was any hesitation in what I had to say and it captivated people immediately. So stepping into your authority, essentially what it means is seeing yourself as an authority is the first step. Do you actually see yourself as an authority or do you still see yourself as a small time player? That is the key starting point. One thing I really kind of want to say here that um, I'm trying to remember where I read this from, but it was, I think I've got it up here. Let me see. Nope, I can't find it. But essentially, there was this quote that someone was speaking to me from, again, an audiobook, where it's talking about how you need to celebrate yourself and stay in your own lane. So here it is. You can set a personal record and still technically lose a race. What this means is that when you're always comparing yourself to others, you're always going to lose. 
because there's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be someone more successful than you. But when you compare yourself to your past self, that's where you see true success and progress. That's where you learn to fall in love with yourself and your journey. So keep your eyes on your own lane, pursue the dreams that are aligned with your values and celebrate your own achievements. And that was one thing I was thinking was, okay, there's a fact. I was comparing myself to other people. And because of that, I never felt like I had anything to celebrate. I never felt like I was taking my time to love myself and truly respect myself because I kept comparing myself to other people. I kept comparing myself to how other people were doing, what results other people were seeing, what achievements other people were having. And because of that, I then felt like my achievements, my results, my experience was incomparable. It was it was small compared to them. So I was playing small because of that. I thought, oh, I, I shouldn't really talk about that because I mean, they're earning 100K months and I'm not there yet. I'm only earning 10K months as an example. But when I realized just two months ago, for example, I was like, as I got this part and I was saying this to myself, this when I'd first hit my first 10K month, I remember noticing, okay, yeah, but I'm still not there yet. Then I had to say to myself, two months before that, I was barely making what I used to make as a teacher. And so I'd managed to jump in those two months and I hadn't even actually truly given myself the time to celebrate. In fact, my coach at the time, she would always big me up. She would always celebrate me. And it always made me feel like, why is she celebrating? Why is she making such a big deal about this? And it's because I had that mindset of, I am still losing the race because I'm comparing myself to other people. But I want you to really shift that. And I want you to just learn to only compare yourself to your past self, only think about where you were before, and then use that to help you remind yourself to celebrate every step you've taken since. Celebrate how far you've come since. And also, quick note, stop putting monetary attachments to this. I know that I can sometimes refer in terms of monetary values about hitting 10k months, 20k months, but this is because one of my big goals is obviously a monetary goal. So then I'm often using that as a KPI to monitor my success. But whatever success means to you, I want you to analyze that and I want you to reflect on how far you've come in that specific journey, in that specific way. So for me, the key takeaways, the key patterns that really made a difference and that helped me step into my authority that helped me discover and see myself as someone who truly was confident as someone who was truly capable as someone who had more potential than I had ever really given myself the time to to believe for me it comes down to first of all having a very clear vision and committing to that vision then taking aligned action with that vision and for me that aligned action meant working from a place of assumption because I really wanted to tap into the fact that I am generally quite a confident person I've worked on my confidence for years this is not a genetic trait by the way of course as I've said earlier it doesn't come down to genes confidence is something you have to work on and so I knew that I'd worked on this and it'd become a skill of mine since especially starting my own business and so I thought well why don't I use my confidence especially sometimes my partner calls it deluded confidence. He often says I'm delusional because I often dream huge, big picture dreams. And then I tell him, he's like, as if, whereas for me, I'm generally like, yeah, of course that's possible. I'm going to make it possible. And so I was thinking, well, that's clearly a strength of mine. I'm going to use that to help me get what I want quicker. And so as soon as I use that in line with the law of assumption, assuming that I already had it, kind of being that, again, big headed, deluded kind of confidence of it's already mine. 
it did work. And so tapping into what you are, your inner strengths are, what your inner power is, and really leading into that so that you can take inspired action for your dreams, committing to what the, the vision of life that you have for yourself, that's how you're going to get closer to it. That's how you're going to find ease and flow towards it, leading into your inner strengths. The next thing as well, I really want to remind you and going back to as a key takeaway was I was often facing resistance, as I said, and I was using that resistance as a temperature check that this was not where I was supposed to go rather than seeing it as a sign that I'm getting closer to my goals. So if you really want to step into your authority and start playing small, stop being a, stop being scared of that discomfort. Stop being scared of anything that's not normal. And the last one, the most important one, without a doubt, going back to the first point I said, is surrounding yourself with people who inspire you and motivate you to be the version of yourself that you want to be. Because I think a big thing that we often see that's spoken about is you should be true to your authentic self, but you should also be true to your authentic future self. And one thing that people often struggle with, especially in the online space, is we are building up a brand identity that usually is someone who we want to be. It's usually a version of ourselves that we are working towards, we're, we're going into. But when we have our family and our friends who knew us from our past lives, we often find it difficult to truly authentically become that version of ourselves we want to become, stepping into that next level self, because people might say things to us, like our family might say things like, oh, you're not really a confident person though. Or they might start assuming or assigning an identity based on the person they used to know. And if you're letting that sink in, if you're letting their words, their opinion of you keep you back, um, if you're letting your family who knew the old version of you, and that doesn't mean you don't love them and it doesn't mean they don't love you, but if you're letting them still define your identity and that then makes you feel like a fraud by showing up as this new version of yourself in social media, then that is you still playing small. If you feel like a fraud showing up as a new version of social media, it's because you don't truly believe you are that person yet. And it could come down to, as I said, your family, your friends, the people who knew the old you, or it might even be you doing it to yourself. So really do give yourself that critical analysis of, do I truly believe that I can be or that I am this person that I want to be? And then start from there. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of my ramblings. This was one of my free flow conversations that I really wanted to tap into and share a little bit about the steps and the patterns and behaviors that I'd made to help myself stop playing small in my own business so that I could step into my inner power and be seen as an authority, as a leader. If there are any key takeaways, any key lessons that you learned from this, anything that really resonated with you, I'd love it if you dropped me a DM on Instagram and let me know because with these kind of conversations, I really love to see everyone take something different from these kind of stories. We don't all take the same takeaways from it, even if I was to sit there and say, here are the three takeaways. Quite often when you walk away from these kind of conversations, from these episodes, there'll be something that clings to you more than it will cling to someone else. And so I would love to know what that was for you. Just head over to the show notes. You can click the link to see my Instagram and drop me a message. Until next time.